You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. It's December 8th, 2013. This is Take Him With You, episode number 250. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And it's so cold that Amy's glasses fogged up on her microphone. Yes, they did. Stick around. Just a small town girl. Living in a lonely world She took the midnight train going anywhere Just a city boy Born and raised in South Detroit He took the midnight train going A singer in a smoky room A smell of wine and cheap perfume For a smile they can share the night It goes on and on and on and on Strangers waiting Up and down the boulevard Their shadows searching in the night take you back at all um, about 30 years <laughs> well <laughs> yep yeah it's it's funny you know what's i'm not sure if all the lyrics are are the most outstanding but one thing <laughs> one thing you I don't like, like the part about the, the lady of the evening yeah one thing i i do like about this style of music it just seems kind of upbeat and not sad and it seems happy okay <laughs> right what do you like about it <coughs> harmonies and cool music and lots of instruments and mm-hmm. i've always liked journey i thought they were really good yeah i saw they're... them when i was a junior in high school and how long ago was that about 30 years ago <laughs> it was 1983 is it your 30th class reunion this year uh yeah maybe Something like that. So it would have been 30 years ago, yeah. 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 Well, 31 years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you know the cool part, like I told everybody on the podcast before, they kind of have a new life. The band has a new life Uh uh, because they got a singer. They picked a singer off of YouTube, and now he does the lead singing. And the documentary that they uh, did on the guy was just fabulous. Makes you laugh and cry. Well, and and it it seems like... That it seems like in the documentary that the lead singer, what's his name? Arnell. It seems like he just got this. He's Filipino. Really awesome second chance at life. He really that has. His earlier yeah. life was 
full of kind of destructive behavior. He was <coughs> he was kind of down and out and, and so, not very good. And then then he you know his life totally turns a, around. Yeah, he kind of had a recovery experience, and then um, now he is the lead singer of Journey. And, and it's it, a really interesting documentary. It's called uh, Every Man's Journey, I believe. And it's really cool because he he talks. You know, I'm not saying he's perfect or anything, but it makes me wonder that I kind of have a feeling he is somewhat of a spiritual person or at least a very moral person because he you know had a rough earlier life, but in the documentary he talks about how he was given a second chance at life and. So he's living it clean and sober now, and that he has a really awesome wife, and he stays faithful to her. Mm-hmm. and And I go, that's so cool, because you know, a lot of times in the in the rock and roll industry, they aren't always known for their chastity. <laughs> I don't think he even knows what that means. <laughs> oh, what are you doing? I'm sorry, my this chair is kind of broken. <laughs> I almost wow. went backwards. <laughs> that was quite interesting looking. Hope you're okay. Well, I mean, I, I'm just saying that the rock and roll industry isn't known for their straight morals and their, you know, fidelity. I'm using it big words again, too. You wow. can tell I like old-fashioned novels. <laughs> so so I've always, um, in the last few years, I've, I've thought it would be really fun if we could go. Because when they got back to, well, they've been together, but then then their lead singer disappeared then they had another singer that wasn't that wasn't as good as steve perry yeah and then they just kind of slid away and we didn't hear much about him and then they do this big documentary thing and they pick this i mean they find this guy off off of youtube and the first time we hear him he's amazing Uh he sounds i almost identical to steve perry and their new stuff is pretty upbeat and positive and uh, we were really surprised and i always wanted to see them again but I kept looking and looking, and not only were the tickets really expensive, but we would have had to travel like quite a quite fly a ways. Somewhere. Well, the closest place um, here a few months ago to see them would have been Hawaii, wow. and you would have loved that, but yeah. uh, it would have cost a fortune just to yeah. go to the concert. Well, and then yeah, you can just fly there and fly back, and one day you need to find a place to stay. Right, and, right. So yeah, it would have cost. So I just kind of gave up. I thought, well, I'll never see him. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I really like to, but oh well. And I, then I thought, man, it would be cool if they would come to Aberdeen, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's they kind of have a resurged, and now mm-hmm. they're, like, playing big arenas, not little theaters. So uh, they they wouldn't come to Aberdeen. And so uh, our friend Emily mm-hmm. posted, used to be in our youth group. Yeah, posted on Facebook that she got tickets to Journey, and I'm like, oh, where are they going to be, you know? Yeah. Thinking, man, they must be going on vacation somewhere, you know? Uh-huh. And then I found out they were going to be, be in, in Washington, Washington State, where we live. Yeah. And I went, no way. So I looked into the concert that she was going to, and it would have been about three hours away for us. Three or four. It's with over. Really bad it's traffic. The, and the gorge, too. and yeah. it's it's. I think it's eastern no, Washington. No, it? her concert was up by Seattle. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. So we would have had to go through all the bad traffic right. and everything to get there. Well. I happened to go to the site and looked at the different things, and lo and behold, they were all playing the next day, uh-huh. still in Washington. And I thought, yeah. well, I wonder how close they are, because I'm thinking, ah, they'll probably be not even close. This is so exciting. They were only two hours and, away. Yeah, actually, less than that. Less it was than about two hours. an hour and a half or so. Down, down towards Portland. Uh huh. Um, just a little bit between Centralia and 
Portland, if yeah. you know. Now I the five. funny part of this is, um, the tickets are not uh, cheap, but they weren't. I mean, if you wanted the really good tickets, I mean, Emily's sitting down in the sixth row, and yeah. I know those cost a lot. Yeah, we but, didn't uh, get those. We're, it's we're... at an amphitheater, uh-huh. and I got really good seats, I think. It's going to be great. Well, it's the back of... Back of the first part of the yeah. of the theater. Well, the amphitheater. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, the tickets weren't so bad. Now, we, we couldn't super afford it because of everything going on right now. And I have to admit, it's not till July... Yeah. Of next year. So that'll be around our 38th. But a lot of them are already sold out. 38th. So if 28th we were, wedding anniversary. If we were going to get them, we, we had to get to them act now. now. Because it was already almost Selling sold out. Selling out, yeah. yeah. So, so we got the tickets, and we're going to see Journey. We even got our hotel booked, yeah. and uh, and now we pay off the tickets before yes. we go. <laughs> happy anniversary, dear. Thank you, and happy anniversary yeah, to it, you, it's our too. anniversary present to each other. I was just surprised you would go summer. to it with me. Well, okay, now I have a story to no, tell. No, don't you tell that story. Yes, no, I am going, going to tell the story. I am going to tell She's the not story. telling the story. I won't let her. I, I'm going to tell no. a little story. No. I am. Don't, because I don't want everybody to know that. Well, Okay, I, I have right. to say this because this is about myself mostly. No, it's that not. Back in the 80s, I went through a very zealous phase, and I, I pretty much only listened to, quote-unquote, Christian music. Like, mm-hmm. you know, music that would be played on the Christian radio station. Right. But I had this one holdout. I had this one cassette tape of Steve Perry. It was a single album, but he was from Journey, and I really liked his singing. It was his solo album. It was a solo album of love songs. And every once in a while, I like to take it, put it on my little cassette player, and take it outside if I was going to lay out in the sun. And dream about me. You dreamt about me. It was actually before I knew you that I listened to him. You dreamed about somebody like me. Mm, I don't know. I just thought it was... You're not going to tell me, are you? I just thought it was really... This is why I don't want her to tell the story. It was really pretty music. I like the pretty love songs. Oh, Sherry, I'm in love. That one? Yeah. That was on there and some other real pretty ballads. I like ballads, so... Whatever. So... Whatever. (laughs) Rick and I were engaged a little bit later, and and he was looking through my cassettes, and he found it. Engage. He found my Steve Perry. Oh, do you have to tell this story? <laughs> and he also was in a very zealous phase of <laughs> And so he found it and he tore it up. Thanks. Yeah. So now you know I was a, a book burner. I was not very happy with you. I'm I, not that I, way anymore. I'm still not very happy with you. You oh gee, what well, cost that. you nine bucks on on <laughs> iTunes? Well, the fact is, is, it wasn't your album to tear up. If I would have torn oh, it like up, oh, like you've never done fine. anything. Like, she's never done like that any to any of my stuff. Well, I have to admit that when she has at, about that same time, yes, you mentioned something about Santa, and I said, you know, if you turn the letters around, oh, it spells no. Satan. Don't. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you should write a book. Oh, I married Satan. Because I dress up like Santa. Yeah. I have my own suit. I really laugh about it now. You know, and and I don't I don't want to judge people for where they're at. Because I think sometimes we have different seasons in our lives. And sometimes... Where we kind of don't... Yeah, well, for me, 
I I had to take a break from music that because I, I worship music instead yeah. of God. Well, and now you, I don't you think were I do into that. some really hard, dark music too. Yeah. And well, I wouldn't call. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you like Black Sabbath and ACDC and yeah. all those guys. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. I mean, and and I'm not saying like the Bible says all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. Profitable. Meaning profitable. Mm-hmm. So meaning that, you know, music in itself isn't sin or it's not bad or Santa Claus. Or I guess it's, it's how you use it. It's just sometimes there are things in our lives that kind of we can let take over our lives and we can get out of balance. Yeah. And so sometimes we need to take a break from them. And and I don't know if music was as big of a thing for me as it was for you, but I I went through a time where I just felt like I really needed to focus on my faith and just growing personally with my relationship with God. And I kind of put away some of those things because I really did like, um, when I was a teenager, I really liked MTV and I would watch music videos after school for hours while I did homework. That's when MTV played music videos. Yeah. Now they have like all these weird reality shows and stuff, but... Back then, I, I my dog is dating the president. <laughs> something like that. But I dog's really, dating the president. We'll I be really back right did, after these messages. I really on did MTV. like you know mutant. Part television. of that is being a teenager, but I I kind of wanted to focus on on some more positive messages and and grow in a different direction. Um, so I did for a while, but now I enjoy all kinds of music i just try not to you know let it take over my life or anything right well and that's the whole point of it you <laughs> yeah know, you, oh yeah so i don't know we weren't really planning on doing a, a podcast about music no but... <laughs> but you know i figured hey we're gonna go to journey that's kind of fun yeah and along with them is the steve miller band remember tick tock tick they're from seattle Oh. Time keeps on slipping, slipping into slipping. the future. That yeah, one. I remember yeah. that one. Gonna fly like, like an, an eagle. eagle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That one. Yeah. And then Tower of Power. And I'm not even sure what they sing. So I, I think we know some of their songs, but I don't know. I'll have my cell phone tra- charged up in case I need to play words with friends. <laughs> at the amphitheater. That would be classic. Pay, what was it? Pay I'd... good money to stay at a hotel and, and go out to dinner and go to a, a show and then... She plays words with friends. But didn't I play words with friends during some of the songs? Sticks. I the didn't sticks, know it. Yeah, the sticks. Well, yeah. I knew I knew a good part of the songs, but some of them we I got wasn't to the, familiar I'm with. I'm sailing away. I like that. Oh yeah, until I got to the instrumental break, which is the coolest part of the whole song, and where he does this really awesome keyboard solo. And what I look over and she's playing words with friends. Well, because to be honest, I really dislike it's the instrumental part. parts it's my favorite part i really dislike them even drum solos oh yeah even when we used to guitar go, solos yeah even in my teens when i went to like petra concerts or you know christian rock concerts when they did their thing where each of the band did their little solo part to show off i'm like <laughs> uh nap time yawn yeah. It just, but I'm not a musician, and to me, I like the melodies and the lyrics. Got it. Where you like the showmanship and the, yeah, that kind I of. I like thing. to watch somebody who's gifted at their craft. Yeah, which I don't really care, but okay. you know, we're just. Different you would that care way. if they all got up there and sang like idiots. That's true, 
It, you know, it's kind of like... I'm sailing away. I'm talking about... Set the, an open course for the virgins. I'm talking about the electric guitar and drums just by themselves. I just don't care for them. But if it's in a pretty song, I like them. All right. Yeah. That's just me. Okay. But, you know, you're you. You like loud guitars and drums. Yeah. So... So what's going on? Should we be playing a little promo here or something? <laughs> I'll tell you what. We'll play one of my Christmas songs, and we'll okay. be right back to tell you what happened to our house. And then um, I did a message in the freezing cold this morning. Very cold. Because our heater wasn't working at church. Yeah. Well, we had little heaters But they weren't in, working but too the well. the big heater wasn't working. Well, it got down to 13 last night. 13. And it wasn't... It was Fahrenheit, by the way, for our, our European listeners. It was 18 degrees when we left for church. So it wasn't much warmer than no, the coldest part no. of the And it night. didn't ever it really get warm. Cold. I actually put my jacket on to preach. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. My guitar I, went out of tune in the middle. It's, it's, it was cold. <laughs> I had a hat with a coat over a hooded well, coat on over my hat. And when I was practicing, when I was practicing music beforehand, before uh -huh. people got there, my glasses fogged up from the my breath. Yes, like my. That's how just cold a it was. Ago. Yeah. Our studio isn't much warmer. Oh, than it's our great. Church this was. is perfect. Uh, you yeah, like it perfect. colder. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. like it cold. So we'll play. Um, why don't I do that cool song, Emmanuel? And then we'll be back after that to tell you briefly what happened in our lives. And then we'll play the message I, I froze to death uh, giving this morning. Okay. <laughs> and then we'll we'll get on out of here. All right. So uh, stick around and enjoy this song that I did with my friend Rob right here on the Take Him With You podcast. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel.
go to 11 huh so what'd you think you like that song well yeah rocking you rocked it out i did a lot <laughs> i'd like to do that song like that live That'd be fun. probably not at the baptist church on yeah, christmas eve no, no, no. but i am gonna do something fun on christmas eve i know you are i'm doing a, a, a one man little um uh, what do you call it uh, monologue as kind Ebenezer of a, Scrooge, a one-act play called "An Evening with Ebenezer," mm-hmm. and I'm gonna um, uh, be in character, costume, the whole makeup, the whole schmear, and I'm going to tell a the night story shirt, of nightcap. Tell the story of what happened to fake Scrooge. sideburns and makeup, and sing the song "Money, Money, Money, Money." money. Yeah. How I love to count money. You do it better. I you know what really isn't funny. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it will be. Are you going to do the cute little dance that you do with it too? Well, we got to see. We got to get some coins too in a little coin box. <laughs> okay. So I can throw the money in. We should we get chocolate out. coins for it and then the little kids could have them. That well, would be I'll fun. eat them. Well, the kids would like They're them. more expensive though. They're expensive. Yeah, I actually saw some at Rite Aid the other night. Well, anyway, Chris, Christmas Eve, Yeah, I'm going to do that at the Baptist Church in Raymond mm-hmm. for their Christmas Eve service. They're going to do some Christmas music, and then I'm going to do the, the play. And then we're going to end with a candlelight silent night. Mm-hmm. That'll be cool. Yeah, so lots of caroling and 
singing. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, so should be a good be Christmas. It'll be fun. Yeah, and I then, love doing that. It's a, <laughs> and then it's we'll go place. out for Chinese food afterwards. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of a weird tradition that yeah. we started. Deck with. with bottles of orif. It's kind of a strange tradition, like the Christmas story. And then we listen to the jukebox music, eighties music. That's right. It'll jukebox. fit right in with this year because <laughs> since we're going to Journey in July, I better play some Journey's hits. Yeah, that'd be good. Ario Speedwagon and Fleetwood. You know, Ario Speedwagon is here. We didn't go. Can you believe that? Huh? Yeah, yeah I don't know, but. So. I just couldn't stop fighting that feeling anymore. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So um, I got to do something exciting this week. Really? I did. Tell me about it. I did. While you were preparing for your sermon and for worship this morning, I completed a project that I've been working on for a couple of weeks now. Oh, I was thinking, what the heck did you do that I don't know about? Because <laughs> I've been taking over the living room with cutting out all kinds of animals and shepherds and ah, yeah. and wise men and yeah. Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus. So I um I our, had this I I had this idea uh, because our church is kind of. In a kind of yucky area of town, but it has these big windows and everyone drives by it. And I mm -hmm. thought, wouldn't it be neat? You to, have to let our friend in. She's out walking the in gospel. 16 degree weather. Why don't you let her in while I. Okay, you tell can tell everybody story. about it. Okay, so, but then I got to come back and push a button. Okay, you let her in and she can join the podcast with us. All right. There you go. So. I had I had the idea of making the front windows look like the story of the first Christmas. So there's three windows, and in the first window, I put Mary, Joseph, baby Jesus, animals, and a big star, the star of Bethlehem. In the right, uh, the window to the right of it. Um, I have hills and shepherds and angels, a ho host of angels. And the window to the left of it, um, there's a hill with wise men coming from afar. So I have the whole story of, of the first Christmas portrayed in the windows. And they're done in silhouette, so it's mostly black paper. And then it will be backlit with lights. And, yeah, it hasn't been dark yet. I mean, it is now, but it wasn't dark this morning. So I don't know how it looks yet. We might have to adjust the lighting. And Rick is in the other room talking <laughs> with our friend. And I am just letting this go on and on and on. And I don't know how to stop it. So Rick might have to edit this <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I'm back here. Anyway, you did a great job on the windows. Thank you. Oh, you're eating. Well, I'm not hungry. Uh, we had a long visit with a friend. It was great, though. Mm -hmm. We love our friend, Kathy. She's cool. She's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Okay, so why don't I play the message, and then we'll come back at the end and pray. Okay? Okay.
Well, we're going to be in the book of Matthew today. So if you want to turn to Matthew. Now, Pastor Carista shared last week about Mary. And it was a cool little study on her and the promises that God gave to her. All right, have fun. Today, we're going to be talking about um, what people mistakenly call the father of Jesus, because he's really not the father, he's the stepfather. But we're going to be talking about Joseph, who was Mary's husband. So we're going to read, first of all, in the scripture, and then I'm going to say a few things, we'll talk a little bit about him. And then we're going to talk about some of the cool things we can learn from Joseph, because, uh, well, as you'll see, he's only in... A certain amount of scripture and then he disappears so we'll glean what we can from his life that we know and uh, we'll say all right that was pretty cool so let's get into the word today it's in uh, Matthew chapter 1 starting with verse 16 it says Jacob was the father of Joseph who was the husband of Mary the mother of Jesus Christ the Messiah these are 14 of the generations from Abraham to King David or there or yeah these are uh, and 14 from King David's time to the exile, and 14 from the exile to Christ. These are the facts concerning the birth of Jesus Christ. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And then Joseph, her fiancé, being a man of stern principle, decided to break the engagement, but to do it quietly as he didn't want to publicly disgrace her. As he lay awake considering this, he fell into a dream and saw an angel standing beside him. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, don't hesitate to take Mary as your wife, for this child within her has been conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you shall name him Jesus, meaning Savior, for he will save his people from their sins. This will fulfill God's message through his prophets. Listen, the virgin shall conceive a child. She shall give birth to a son and he shall be called Emmanuel, meaning God is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel commanded and brought Mary home to be his wife. But she remained a virgin until her son was born and Joseph named him Jesus. Chapter two. Jesus was born in a town of Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. At about that time, some astrologers from the eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? For we have seen his star um, in far off eastern lands and have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed by their questions, and all Jerusalem was filled with rumors. He called a meeting of the Jewish religious leaders. Did the prophets tell us where the Messiah would be born, he asked? Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. In Bethlehem, they said. For this is what the prophet Micah wrote. O little town of Bethlehem, you are not just an unimportant Judean village. For a governor shall rise from you um, to rule my people, Israel. Then... Herod sent a private message to the astrologers asking them to come to see him. At this meeting, he found out from them the exact time when they saw the first star. 
when he told them, go to Bethlehem and search for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go worship him too. Uh-huh. After this interview, the astrologers started out again. And look, the star appeared to them again, standing over Bethlehem, and their joy knew no bounds. Entering the house where the baby and Mary, his mother, were, they threw themselves down before him, worshiping. Then they opened their presents and gave him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But when they returned to their own land, they didn't go through Jerusalem to report to Herod. For God had warned them in a dream to go home another way. After they were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up and flee to Egypt with the baby and his mother, the angel said, and stay there until I tell you to return, for King Herod is going to try to kill the child. The same night, he left for Egypt with Mary and the baby and stayed there until King Herod's death. This fulfilled the prophet's prediction. I have called my son from Egypt. You see how many prophecies are going on here? Interesting. <clears throat> Herod was furious when he learned that the astrologers had disobeyed him. Sending soldiers to Bethlehem, he ordered them to kill every baby boy two years old and under, both in the town and on the nearby farms, for the astrologers had told him that the star first appeared to them two years before. This brutal action of Herod's fulfilled the prophecy of Jeremiah. Screams of anguish come from Ramah, weeping, unrestrained, Rachel weeping for her children, uncomforted, for they are dead. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and told him, get up, take the baby and his mother back to Israel, for those who were trying to kill the child are dead. So he returned immediately to Israel with Jesus and his mother. But on the way, he was frightened to learn that the new king was Herod's son, Archelaus. Then in another dream, he was warned not to go to Judea. So he went to Galilee instead and lived in Nazareth. This fulfilled the prediction of the prophets concerning the Messiah. He shall be called a Nazarene. Okay, so there's the scripture that we're going to, kind of, kind of a lot there, but a very interesting story. But did you see how many times not only was prophecy fulfilled, but the word dreams was in there. Nowadays, uh, Eddie and I were talking about this beforehand. If, if people were to talk like this, they'd have them on the Jerry Springer show, you know, and, and, and think they were nuts. But in this case, God really spoke to Joseph, not only Joseph, but he also spoke to the wise men in, in dreams, woke him up and, and uh, talked to them. And I thought that was really, really interesting. I think the most interesting part, though, about Joseph, since we're talking about him this morning, Above all, is he not only had the dreams, but he obeyed God. How many of us have ever had a dream? All of us could say we have. How many of us have ever dreamed about doing things or felt like God had told us to do something? But how many of us have been obedient to what we've dreamed and heard? Okay, lots less people are obedient to doing what God has called them to do than, the, than what a lot of people here what they're supposed to do, but not very many people do it. And one of the reasons is because what we see in this story. Joseph knew that if he obeyed God, there would be some serious consequences. First off, let's look at the culture for a moment. Here was a, a girl uh, betrothed in marriage. It was basically she was married, but she wasn't yet until the, the ceremony. And she ended up pregnant. Well, that would have been scandalous, of course. 
And the, what they would do back then is if somebody got pregnant like that and they were betrothed and it wasn't, the, the, it wasn't Joseph that had done it or the, or the, the uh, uh, husband that had done it, well, then they were able to write them off and if they wanted to be real nasty about it, they could cause a real big deal and they would stone the, the, the woman and not, not only kill her, but the little baby too. So <clears throat> this was a big deal. And I think it's really interesting that uh, Joseph obeys God every single time he has a dream and hears from him. This is how much it costs Joseph, a lot. He not only had his reputation messed up, but he had to travel in crazy conditions. He had to flee for his life and his family's life on, on a couple of occasions. He had to leave his family and his friends. I mean, can imagine tomorrow... If you woke up and God said, leave everything and go here because I'm warning you, this is going to happen to you, and you obeyed him, you'd have to leave everything. Joseph did that, which is pretty amazing. He, had, he was uprooted. He, was never, he never really had a stability there because uh, of the situation he was in and the stewardship that he had over raising the Son of God. That's pretty amazing. All because he had dreams. He believed God, and then he acted accordingly, even when it seemed crazy. But here's how we know Joseph was a man of character. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll do stuff. I count the cost before I do it. I, I didn't always do that. When I was younger, I just would do it and then realize the consequences. Now I count the cost a little bit before I actually jump into things. I'm not, I don't know if that's good or bad. But if you're a man of good character or a woman of good character then hopefully you, you learn some things. But this is what we learned from Joseph's life. Joseph could have been a total jerk and, a, and was totally within his rights to be mean and nasty, but he was kind even at the cost of his own reputation. That's a pretty cool character. That somebody who could have, he could have been, I'm sure he was angry, and I'm sure he was upset, and he could have reacted really strong, but he decided to respond instead of react. And I think that's really, really cool that he was able to do that. And it kind of reveals that, that Joseph wasn't what sometimes we think he is, kind of, I don't know, we think of him as a gruff carpenter and all this different stuff, but really he was a very sensitive man that he didn't, he didn't, uh, he wasn't mean to Mary. Remember, he considered maybe taking care of it, you know, under the table and making sure that everything was taken care of, but... He decided to go ahead and stick with her. He didn't write her off. But the reason he did is because God showed up and told him, hey, wait a minute. This is for me. I did this. Well, okay. If that's the case, then let's go. But because of Joseph's character, God confirmed Mary's claims by showing up and telling him so. And I think the only reason that Joseph could hear from God like that was because he was open to hearing God. Uh, sometimes I'm not so open to hearing God. and I wonder how many times I've missed the things that God wants to confirm as a result of it. But Joseph had pretty cool character and he was confirmed as a result of that. God confirmed what was going on. Joseph also cared more about what God thought than the people around him. Now, how many of us can say that? Sometimes it's difficult. It depends. Do the people, are the people around me pay my salary? Are, you know, are they my customers? Or are they, you know, what do I do here? And, and do I really care? My family, maybe it's my family. And if I do what God tells me to do, they're going to think I'm crazy. 
well, you know what? If you do what God tells you to do, people are going to think you're crazy anyway. So you might as well just realize that's how it is. But I thought that was really cool that Joseph had enough character that he, he willingly obeyed God in spite of public humiliation that he would face. And I think that's one of the coolest things that he could have done. So especially since everybody calls him Jesus' father, but he really wasn't. The Bible calls him Mary's husband. Never calls him Jesus' father. And uh, that's because he wasn't Jesus' father. Well, which I think is really interesting. He was his stepfather, of course, and he was a steward over him. But we don't know what happened to Joseph. We know he was a good stepfather because we hear about him. Uh, it doesn't, the Bible doesn't really reveal a whole lot about details of Joseph's role as a father. But we know from Matthew chapter 1 that he was a really great example of integrity and righteousness. And the last time we ever hear about Joseph is when Jesus was 12 years old. Remember he had run off and gone to the temple and was in the temple teaching them all these amazing things. And they were already well on their way back home when they realized Jesus wasn't with them. And so some people might say, well, they weren't watching over him. But you have to understand how they traveled in those days. Big families, and you probably wouldn't have known if your teenager was with you or not, you know. But uh, we do see that he cared enough to go back and get him. But we know that he passed on the carpentry trade to his son. That's interesting, too. So he must have worked with him for a certain amount of time. But we really don't know when Joseph passed away or if he passed away. We don't know. All we know is that the time that Joseph was with Jesus, he was a great, he, he oversaw him and he was a, a good steward of what God had given him as far as caring for him. The other thing that we also know is that Joseph taught Jesus to observe the spiritual things that were significant to their culture. And that's another, another cool thing. So not only did Joseph pass down his trade and taught him something to, to earn a living with, but he also passed down the traditions of serving God, which we kind of know Jesus would have done that anyway. But, but the fact is, Joseph felt that it was important. So what do we learn from Joseph, the stepfather of the king? Well, we learned that God honored Joseph's integrity and God honors our integrity if we will listen to him and let God entrust us with great responsibility. You know the old Spider-Man saying, with great, with, great, what is it? with great power comes great responsibility? Well, Stan Lee didn't make that up. God did. And it's very true. You know, I, I think a lot of times we might think of ourselves as very insignificant, but each of us have been given a stewardship over certain things in our lives. Not only our children, which is very important, but the life that we have. I don't think that God wants us just to sit and do nothing. I think he has ideas and plans for us if we'll listen to him and we will take the time to seek out that integrity god will entrust us with things to come and, and the bible says really interesting enough it says that um, he who is steward over little will be ruler over much in other words if you take care of the little things in front of you god will make sure that things open up and that you can be responsible over bigger things so joseph actually had god's trust. Can you imagine being asked to raise God's son? Yikes. What a responsibility. We also learn from him 
that uh, dealing in mercy and grace is always better than harsh judgment. How many of us have ever gotten in trouble and had somebody just cuss us out over it? I lift all of my appendages there, just like that. Because it's true, it's, people will jump on you real quick, but mercy always triumphs. Grace is always better than judgment and wrath. And Joseph could have acted severely towards Mary and her apparent indiscretion because can you imagine, we were, again, Eddie and I were talking beforehand, can you imagine today they would have had uh, Mary and Joseph on the, on the, uh, uh, the Jerry Springer show and it would have been a real mess, especially when Jesus came out, you know, and, and there would have been a fight on their hands and there would have been a bunch of stuff going on because he would have, he would have said, Mary, are you crazy? Nobody gets pregnant without, you know, <laughs> and then all the people fight, 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 you know, the whole schmear. But the fact is, Mary did uh, conceive of the Holy Spirit and she did have a baby without being with a man. And the fact is that Joseph, instead of sending her away, listened to God and then he offered mercy and love. And even before he knew it was from God, he was considering doing it in a way that wouldn't bring more disgrace. That's called grace. Last but not least, here's the biggest thing that we learn about from Joseph and something we all could learn. Doing what God says, in other words, obedience, is better than being popular. In fact, it furthers the kingdom of God. Walking in obedience to God may result in a lot of humiliation and disgrace before men. When we obey God, even in the face of adversity and public shame, he leads and guides us. And I know it's hard sometimes because when we think about when we think about standing up for what is right, oftentimes we're the only ones that will. And when we do, sometimes we suffer the consequences of it. And I think it's really interesting that um, our reputation is, is a lot of times soiled not because of the bad things that we do, but because sometimes because of the good things that we do because other people want to feel better about themselves. Have you ever been in that situation? Where, I, I remember my uncles were that way. They wanted me to do bad stuff with them, so they felt better when, uh, uh, you know, so they felt better about themselves because they, they wanted, you know, they wanted to drink, smoke pot, and, and uh, do stuff that I won't say. Uh, and they wanted me to do it as well, just so they felt okay about it. They knew it was wrong. But they did it anyway. And so they wanted me to go along with it. And that's a lot of times I think that's why people in the world get mad at us for doing things um, differently and doing things the way God wants because they themselves look and go, ah, I don't want to pay that price. I don't want to discipline myself. I don't want to do that. And we can get in a lot of trouble for that. But what an amazing thing that Joseph didn't, con he considered those things but he decided that obeying God was better than being popular. Well, to close things today, I know it wasn't a very, very long sermon, but uh, to close things today, I want to play a song. Uh, this song, uh, I heard, I was over on the East Coast. Uh, we had gone to New Jersey. We'd been uh, to George Washington's house. In, it was at Vermont. Is that where that's at? Somewhere like that. We'd gone all, all over the East Coast. And one night we were blessed to go and hear uh, this artist 
it was a little tiny, like, outdoor camp, and they were they had they had arranged to have this really popular singer in the Christian field. His name was Michael Card. Probably don't know him now because he's not real popular now, but back then he was. Uh, and he actually came out to this camp, set up all his stuff in the little lodge there. And he had like 16 guitars and, you know, he was like a, I don't know how to describe him. He was more like a folksy kind of sounding guy. And he sat down and I'll tell you what, that was the most cool hour and a half. Him and his, uh, his acoustic guitars and just singing. He had a real pretty voice. And he just started singing all these different songs. And I heard this song for the first time there. And when I heard it, we all just sat there. Just, we just didn't say much after it was over because it was so impacting. He sings a song from Joseph's perspective. And it's called Joseph's Song. And so I want to play it for you. Just so you can hear what it says. And I think it sums up what it must have been like for, for Joseph.
Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the fact that you always speak to us, whether it be in dreams or when we spend time just reading through your Bible. Thank you for speaking to our hearts. Give us the courage, Lord, to be like Joseph, who obeyed you, even in the face of craziness, even when it didn't look like it should be that way, even when others would make fun of us. Lord, help us to do what you want us to do. And God, give us the integrity like Joseph had to be kind and to respond instead of react to things. When we could be harsh or we could be quick to judge, help us, Lord, to be compassionate and to not judge but understand and to comfort. Lord, we don't have to agree with people in order to love them. So would you help us to be like that? And then help us to be open to hearing what you're saying to us. We don't want to be weirdos that fly off the handle and do stupid stuff because we're not able to hear really what you're saying. Help us, Lord, to have that balance of what your word says, what you're speaking to us to do about it, and then how we love those around us. Thank you, God, for all that you do for us. We worship you in Jesus' name. getting to be such a pro dear how's that it's like the old the old days in radio as soon as the song started to fade out then we'd run and get our headphones on <laughs> yeah. and the microphone would come over to our i mean we could be sitting there um you know eating lunch or we could be like cleaning the floor or going to the bathroom and as soon as that, <laughs> so that thing started to fade we were like and right in there so yeah. My headphones came back on and the microphone was up here just automatically. Yeah, it was pretty funny watching. <laughs> I didn't have to say a word. I don't have to cue you anymore. You just do it. <laughs> I, I remember back in the days of radio, it, it was so different now because it's all computerized. Mm. But we didn't have computers back then to do it. So we actually, when they said disc Spliced. jockey, you yeah. no, disc or, jockey, okay. we actually spun, spun disc. The, the records. Well, and we put them on these direct drive turntables and we would start them, you know, you go, whoosh, 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 get it right to where it started. And uh, then you'd hit the button when you, hey, 35 degrees out and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, that and all of your commercials and um, you call them spots back then. Yeah. Were on these. Thing called they, carts. Carts. They look like were, eight track Well, they tapes. were. They yeah. were eight track tapes on a cart mm -hmm. that looked a lot like an eight track tape would. But it yeah. was. But you could actually. Put the like thirty seconds or sixty seconds worth of tape on it from uh -huh. a. Re it was the same tape <coughs> that we used on reel to reel, the same and exact you would tape, and splice you would, it together and, and into a continuous loop. And then mm -hmm. on the machine, when we would record our voices or do our spot, we would do it all onto the on the reel to reel deck, and then we'd transfer it over to the cart, mm -hmm. and then um, to automate it or to start the next commercial in sequence. We would put a tone that you could not hear with the, with the ear, with the human ear, but the computer could hear it. So just about the time the spot was stopping, 
then we would hit a little tone in, on mm -hmm. it and it would start the next uh, track machine, um, the cart machine. Mm -hmm. And then it would cascade as much as we wanted it to. And then later on when it became automated, uh, we used that a lot. But now it's all done on all hard digital. drive. It's all yeah. on a hard drive and computer. And they actually even turns your mic on for you. So you don't even have to worry about turn up and down stuff it just it just opens it up for you and you're ready to go i remember back when you uh, managed radios um a radio station a christian radio station and you're listening and there's like dead air yeah and you're like what's going on and you yeah. call your disc jockey and i got say, in trouble for doing that one time at christmas time oh that's that's because there's a mechanical problem, wasn't there? No, all the real. It was all done on reel to reel at that uh -huh. at, at, at the other station I was at, mm -hmm. and I was run, I was doing Christmas playing Christmas music on the AM station, mm -hmm. which was different than the FM station. Yeah, the FM station had Christmas music as well, but the reels had to be changed, and I wasn't on top of that. So one of the reels went out, and the next one went out. They all went out. And then there's nothing going. Mm. So I got a call from the station manager on Christmas. And I was... But I had to work every and, holiday when I was... And I, uh, I think that was the... the. Was that the year you came and visited me? I think me? it was the year I came to visit you, but I had the flu, so I had a fever. So you were sleeping on the couch. And I was sleeping in the in the lobby of the, of radio, the radio station. station yeah. And I think the manager comes in. <laughs> what's going on yeah, here? What's she doing here? And I said, she's not feeling good. This is my fiance. Yeah, that was embarrassing. <laughs> How did we, here we just listened to a, a sermon, you know, and now we're talking about weird stuff. Yeah, that's us. Well, anyway, yeah. the the message that I shared on Joseph, you didn't get to hear it yet, so you're gonna have to I listen know, to I'm it. I know, I have to listen. I, it was okay. I, you know, it's so funny. You never know how things are gonna go across. Well, plus we had a very low attendance today because it was only like 30, 16 degrees. You know. Yeah, it was. Well, I think it was 18 when we left for church, but it got down to like 10 or 11 in the night. Yeah. So there are some people that had frozen pipes. We're not used to that cold of weather here. Yeah. We're, we're well, usually more around 40 or 50 in the wintertime. And it's, it's been really cold lately. So a lot of people just stayed home because yeah. they stayed bundled <coughs> up. But I shared the message. And, and uh, you know, I was, I was picked to do the second part of the series that we're doing at the church. <coughs> Excuse me, everybody. Um, and this one was on the life of Joseph. And so that's mm -hmm. what I shared. And then I played that song. So... Yeah. I hope people got out of it, and you you know I already, already prayed for everybody because I knew I was going to play it on the program today, so I oh, figured, okay. well, yeah, <laughs> I'll pray for everyone, and and uh, I did. So I hope everybody has uh, or got something out of it because it was it was different. It wasn't I don't know. It was just different. It was a, well, more of a study about a person. But that's okay. I mean, I told I was telling Rick earlier. I said, you know, there's a lot of people that have have never read about Joseph. You well, know? yeah, because there's so and there's not a whole lot a about lot him. A lot of people have heard about, you know, Mary because, you know, especially in the Catholic Church. Sure. She's like really big, you know, everyone knows. She's Mary. really big, man. She's a star. I mean, they, there's lots of like statues and pictures of Mother Mary with And we hear about Jesus Joseph like the Joseph that we've talked about before from the Joseph Bible from, from the, the Old Testament. Testament yeah. But Joseph from the New Testament is a lot different and there were some really cool things, and of course you already heard them, but I'm telling my wife now. There's mm -hmm. some really cool things that we get out of his life. He he was definitely a really cool person, and we don't know what happened to him if he passed. We probably we assume he passed away, 
sometime yeah. after Jesus was 12 years old. And then the next time we pick up with the story of, mm-hmm. of Christ, Joseph's not in the picture anymore. Because when Jesus was out on the cross, he asked his best friend to take care of his mother. Well, that, and they, there was and nothing so, written about him in the... Yeah. Uh, so you're you're kind of assuming she was a widow and yeah. Jesus had responsibility for her. Well, the last her. time we hear about Joseph is when um, when Jesus went missing. When he was 12. And he's like, whoa, 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 where's our kid? So they had to go back and get him and found him preaching to all the uh, priests and and Pharisees and stuff. And they were all like amazed at what he was saying as a young kid, 12 years old. And they said, why are you surprised? You know, I should. Though they asked him, where were you? What's going on? Well, why are you guys surprised? It's in his father's house. I have to be doing my father's work. Yeah. And, uh you know, I'm, I'm sure Joseph didn't go, yeah, well, I'm your father, you little jerk. Get back. You know, he didn't do that. He's probably like, oh, okay. Well, that's one thing I pointed out in the in my mm-hmm. message is that um, nowhere in the New Testament does it ever call Jesus or call Joseph Jesus's father. It's always the husband of Mary. He would have been technically the stepdad mm-hmm. of Jesus. And he he understood because God spoke to him. Mm-hmm. and told him what was up. Pure he understood angel. who yeah. Jesus was. And yeah. as a result of that, he was a steward. Yes, he he oversaw and, and helped with raising him. But I have a feeling that Jesus was easier to raise than we think, you know, considering well, the fact. Well, said he was without sin, and one of the Ten Commandments is to honor your parents. So he's so probably pretty good to his parents, yeah. I would think so. Well, and the other thing, too, that I pointed out in my, in my talk was that... Um, uh, Joseph had passed down the car- carpenter business to him. I mean, he had taught him how to be a carpenter, so mm-hmm. Jesus knew his reputation was of a carpenter. And um, and he also passed on the tradition of his religion, mm-hmm. his faith, uh, because they went, they would go to the, they did the special feasts and the temple stuff and mm-hmm. all that jazz. So, you know, he was a good dad. You know, he passed mm-hmm. down to him things that were important. So. Anyway, fascinating story, and I I hope people enjoyed it. Like I say, it's not my favorite thing that I ever talk about, only because I'm, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm more sensational or something like that. You know what I mean? (laughs) More dramatic. Yeah, I guess so. Well, you can save that for Christmas Eve. Yeah, are are we going to tape the Christmas Eve? Uh, maybe you could maybe you could video it and we can put it on as a video podcast. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, that might be kind of fun. That's right. I could look right in the camera and say, "Bah humbug." Maybe I'll ask my son if he videotape it since he has that hugely expensive <coughs> cinematography degree. <laughs> I don't know. I'll ask him to tape it. By the way, for the holidays, we have some special things that you can participate in if you want to. And if you go over to our um, Take Him With You website, you can also find, if you go to takehimwithyou.com forward slash a Christmas carol. You can get our entire um, special. Actually, we'll put it in the feed again. We always okay. do. Every year we put it in the feed, and it comes down to you so you can hear the Christmas special that we did like four or five years ago. And Sometimes we'll actually put that like on Christmas weekend so people can listen to it as yeah, they Yeah, as drive. they're driving to and from stuff. It's mm-hmm. a fun tradition to put on there, and it's always fun to have Jen and Angela and Casey and uh, others on it. It's mm-hmm. it's very fun. So Yeah. Yeah. That's a that was a great play. You wrote it probably about fifteen years ago. Sarah, not Casey. I can't believe I said. Oh, that's because Casey was originally mm-hmm. going to do it, and then Sarah was one of the angels. I think you 
No, actually, you, you originally wrote A and Christmas Tim, Carol when I was pregnant with Nathan. So 23 yeah, years ago yeah. was when you, the first rendition of it. I wrote that song, Money, 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 mm-hmm. back then. and then it was, But it wasn't a musical the first time around. It wasn't? Nope. It was just a play. Mm-hmm. And then it became a musical probably about... 10 mm, years after that. Yeah, Catherine was about three when you did it. The first I wrote, time I wrote all the I music think. and then and then we actually I wrote more music She's for 18, it for the fif- next one. Fifteen years ago. Yeah. Then I wrote another another couple of things and another and then I collaborated with a couple on uh, some more script writing for it to make it a little more cohesive. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So, it, but it, I think the play turned out really nice and it's fun. And you're gonna do a, a one act play, kind of a miniature version. An evening with Ebenezer's Christmas Ooh. Eve. Yes, and ah, full makeup. Humbug. That's right. I always wanted eyeshadow. Well, I'm thinking the big chops I'm lamb. Um, what are those sideburns? He's going to have... The chops? Yeah, you're going to have Wolverine chops. All right. She likes that. Wolverine. Ooh, ooh uh-huh. hubba hubba. <laughs> no, I don't like those. Could be an English Wolverine. <laughs> no long sword fingernails either. Thank you. <laughs> So why don't we close up <laughs> since we're off track? Guess you're all ready to go, aren't so, you? So um, we love to hear from you. So we please would. get We'd a hold of us. We love to hear from um, you. Rick at takingwithyou.com. Just write us, will you do? Or Amy at takingwithyou.com. Um, or you can get a hold of us at our Facebook pages, um, facebook.com forward slash rick.moyer or mm-hmm. facebook.com. And we want to also... Amy That's right. We also want to thank all of the folks that have been generous with us over this last year and, and given uh, to help the podcast go on. That's been very kind of you. Mm-hmm. And we, we just got a really nice thing. We, you know, we had to spend money on our shower. And mm-hmm. uh, one of our friends was so wonderful and sent us some money to replace the, our Christmas money. Well, not the whole thing, but part of it. And yeah. that was really cool of them. That was and really then I got sweet. A, and then I got another couple of jobs here and there and was able to take care of that and we were able to so uh, we actually have christmas gifts for all of our kids now yeah which is cool none of the extended family yet really but but you know i as parents your main thing and i know we don't have real small children yet but we still have one at home i did most of my shopping at thinkgeek.com she would have been disappointed if i know that christmas isn't about christmas gifts but in our culture it is it is it's part of it part of it yeah you know, and and we can say, yeah, we it's just about being together, worshiping God, and that is very important. But as part of our culture, I think there's this expectation, um, especially with kids, to have Christmas gifts. So, yeah. thankfully, we were able to buy things for all of our our kids and yeah. the extended family. I'm we're not quite sure what to do yet. A lot of years I've baked bread before, but I'm not eating bread right now. And so I'm kind of nervous about baking bread because I would want to eat it. <laughs> this will be fun. I so I don't know what we're doing <laughs> yet. <laughs> but um. Sorry, I'm typing in what the song I want to play at the end. Okay, well while you type that in, yeah. I will say this has been a Moira Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2013, all rights reserved. Do you have your song yet? Do I I need to stretch? Should you be making little motions like stretch, 
out, talk out. See, this is the second time he's let me just out ramble. there rambling. Ramble, ramble. It's awkward just to ramble on and on. Jade doesn't have a hard time. She's she's sleeping on your Santa. Um, I know. Thing down there. Hey everybody! The thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it, and uh, we hope you have an awesome, awesome. Uh, next week, and we'll be back next week with another fun and exciting episode of Take Him With You, The Muppet Show. No, I'm oh, just joking. Take Him With You. So, uh, Merry Christmas and enjoy this rock and Christmas tune on your way out. Blessings. Have a great day. Bye.